Bassist Phil Lycott, it was his birthday yesterday. What? He's been, uh, he's been dead since 86, but... Happy birthday, dead guy. Yeah, he was born 49, so he would have been old as hell. Hey, along with the Thin Lizzy theme, the boys are back in town. Welcome to the Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast. I'm Chris Evans. That my is my friend Trevor Alstrom. How are you guys? How you been doing? Trevor, how's life? Good, and we also have the kitty Ferrari. We have Ferrari the cat stepping in, doing cat stuff. She's just laying there right now. (laughs) Don't worry. She'll be wild later. She'll be a wild ball of fire. So what's happening, Trevor? How you been, man? Everything cool? Overall, yeah. Pretty good. No murders? No murders, no rapes, no burnt churches, no uh, mass school shootings. So you didn't get raped or you didn't do any raping? (laughs) I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Just like our president, or mm-hmm. our ex-president. I can't recall. It's yeah. so weird, man. That motherfucker got his house broken into by the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> Finding boxes of secret documents, but... They're like, hey, bud, what are all these? It's like, uh, I gotta catch a flight. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go to Russia real quick. I have an yeah, old friend. I got a, I got I a buddy I gotta go see about a passport. Yeah, he's been... He's been uh, putting it off for a while, but we need to we need to talk and hang out. You In case know. you folks haven't figured it out, Donald Trump sucks. <laughs> sucks all the big black, green, blue. Like I don't even give a fuck, cocks. Democrat, Republican, whatever. He's a shit person. He is just a shitty dude. He's yeah. just a bad human being. <laughs> fuck him. Let's start off on the right fuck. The right fuck. Oh, right. Well, the right foot. The right fuck the right, is all fucked up. The right fuck is all fucked up. <laughs> Potential episode, but... No way, man. It's too early. It's yeah. too early. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad to be here, man. It was a hell of a week. Our Sunday episodes are, I think, some of our better episodes because uh, you've had a couple days to rest. Yeah. I'm coming off of my work week going into my weekend. So I'm a little bit more higher energy. And today at work, it was pretty nice. It's good. It wasn't deadly. You know what I mean? And uh, No no babies ate anyone dingoes or you didn't have to well, deal with any crazy stingrays. I think in, in most days at, at like a job, for most, of the, most people, there are a lot of chaotic days. You yes. know? So the weird days where you get where there's just a calmness, you're like, what's happening right now? This isn't normal. <laughs> like... It's definitely uh, one of those deals that uh, you can appreciate it a little bit more when it's a nice, calm day. I get that. Yeah. So how was your day? Was it calm, Trevor? I like the calm vibe. Yeah, it was very calm. I, uh... Come, 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 come
<laughs> no shout outs for Boy George. <laughs> yeah. And there was a girl I used to be with that uh, used to sing that at me all the time. It's a weird song. Yeah, because I ran a machine called the Camille, which was a machine that uh, wrapped cabinets in plastic. And there's a certain. I bet lady. I could name the girl. Name the girl. Don't say her name. <laughs> but yeah, her name started with an L, and her hair might have been purple or green. But yeah, she would sing that song to me, and <laughs> and you might have fucked her while her boyfriend was sitting outside. <laughs> Anyways. Ah, that was awesome. Moving on. <laughs> I'm a good holy Christian, can't you tell? <laughs> Kidding. All right, church boy. <laughs> well, Choir have, boy. I have been kicked out of a church. But anyways, moving on to uh, news. Trevor's news. News, Trevor. Minute, 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 minute. Coming at you live with the motherfucking news. <laughs> so, uh, local news. We uh, have a whole thing about the yeah, local town square here where the... Um, Craft fair and everything has been taking place. There's been a lot of promises. About how, yeah, Can we'll you do- call it a town square if it ain't square? It's kind of circular. So yeah, it is kind of circular, right? Yeah, call it the town circle. Town circle. You have a point. It's like a giant roundabout. Actually. Exactly. It's like a. So roundabout only a one way and kind of. So roundabout with porta potties and and bums and just like. And a lot of people selling expensive hippie stuff. Way overpriced shit. <laughs> way overpriced hippie crap. If you want to get your your Native American medicines, you go buy it from a white girl named Trish. And she'll sell it to you at twice the price that the Native Tweaker is going to sell it to you in the alley a few blocks away. But you might not get what you're asking for with the Tweaker. (laughs) Hey, sometimes you don't get what you want. Sometimes you got to party it up. Yeah. Buying meth from a dude behind a vending machine. Why not? And free churros. All right. All right, you sold me on the churros. Yep. <laughs> Movie on. So, uh, yeah, some local news about how they how they promised to, to replace all these, you know, replace the craft fair, make its own pavilion, and get rid of curbs. And they were going to just add all these buildings to the facility, and then they realized, oh, wait, you kind of swindled us a little bit when afterwards they got the money and they're like, eh, actually, we'll just save it for other things. <laughs> like, go to water, got in a wave, it too wasn't for Eugene Weekly News. Oh, Weekly News, Trevor's busting all the big cases wide open. I'm the fucking gumshoe, bud. I'm, <laughs> Only I'm you can prevent forest fires and homeless masturbation. <laughs> well, I've masturbated while I've been homeless before, so I can't hate on that too much. Yes, you can. Because it's always one thing when you're the homeless guy doing it, but it's always another thing when you catch a homeless guy doing it. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Jerry getting- Seinfeld it up real quick. <laughs> what are you doing? Getting close. Why are airplane peanuts now? <laughs> getting closer to God, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel the love? Ah! See what I did there? I, uh, I, yeah, I gave her some food, and I'm going to tell her about the Bible, and I'm going to take her, and I'm going to fuck her. <laughs> That's a pretty crazy story. <laughs> a little uh, Two Lonely Boys context. Once upon a time, I was uh, leaving a dispo, and as I'm leaving a dispo, I That's can see this uh, tattered woman kind of walking by my truck, and then this man approached her, who looks a little tattered, but not as bad. Yeah. Um, and then he, he talks to her for a moment in front of the truck, because he's kind of holding me up. Um and then she goes into the dollar store and she goes to get food, I guess, um, or something. And then the guy comes up to my window and I'm rolled down. I got a cigarette out in my hand. And he goes, 
you see what I did there? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he goes, I talked to him about Jesus and I tell him about the Lord, right? And I was like, okay. And he goes, and then I give him some food, right? I give him some EBT food. Then I was like, okay. And he goes, then I take him back to my motel room and I fuck him. And he was so proud of himself. Uh, I said, okay. And then I just drove off. It was the most awkward interaction I'd ever had with a homeless person. Just telling me he uses God and, and food stamps to fuck uh, homeless women. Well, at least he's honest with you. I'm going to give him that. I mean, a little bit too much honesty, man. Yeah, sometimes TMI. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know him. I didn't know him like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, random stranger. Did you know the earth is flat? <laughs> By the way, food pyramid? Bullshit. Yeah, it's upside down. It's upside down and it exists in multiple dimensions. They did a great joke on South Park about that, how the food pyramid was wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it was just I gotta upside see this. down. I got to oh, see this. Oh, you got to catch up on South uh, Park, man. Sorry. Trevor's always trying to play footsie. I got big feet. We're size 16. He, he, he uses his excuse like he's never been around people with other feet. I bet he just stomps on his girlfriend's feet and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a big-footed idiot. And then she's like, my fucking toes. Ah. So, you know. I love you, man. I love you. Anyways. Trevor's like, fuck you, man. I don't step on her toes with my toes all the time. I mean, is it a... She can't really feel it if I've already murdered her and I've cut her up and put her in bags and, you know, done these things. Necrophiliacs. They feel Trevor. They don't feel. Yeah, yeah, they do. The bodies don't feel. It's true. <laughs> hey, quick, Trevor, uh, you got feelings. <laughs> quick joke for you, real quick. What What was a uh, favorite dessert of Ed Gein, the guy who was the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy? What was his favorite dessert? Lady fingers. Oh, oh. gotta give me that one. <laughs> the gruesome twosome. All right, Always Sunny in Philly. Don't shout, be out, shout out, it's Always Sunny. Fucking Charlie and Frank. All Dude. right, I got another crazy story to follow that crazy story. All right. Or actually, I got a, a, a news thing. I got All a right. news thing myself. Go for it. All right, so there's been a missing uh, girl in the news here lately, a 16-year-old girl. Is she a white girl? She is a white girl. That's why it's getting so much publication. When a missing young white girl goes missing, boy, you better believe everybody's on it. Is her name like Brittany or Alyssa? I don't remember. She's a white girl that's gone missing. But today, they've been looking for her forever, a week and and something. Today's the first day they've had any real developments. So they did find a body. They're not sure if it's her yet. But uh, they did find a body in the water next to the uh, last place she was seen. Um, I don't know if they recovered her car. Maybe they have. But it's it's fucked up, man, because this girl went to a party. And it was like a you know underage party. Everybody was underage drinking and fucking around and shit. And when the cops, when she disappeared, the cops were just like, we don't give a fuck what you did at the party. Come forward and help us find this girl. Like... You know, the ship's done and over with. We can't charge you now. Um, nobody really came forward, man. A lot of those kids just clammed the fuck up. And they're, you know, they didn't say shit. That's the cops. I mean. Yeah, but that's the problem, man, is that, like, somebody know, knew what the fuck happened to that little girl. Probably. And her family was just fucking in tears, crying and begging for them to, you know, tell them anything. And everybody's just like, don't snitch. 
And it's kind of hard, man, because, like, I remember when I was younger, I used to believe in that shit, too. But as you get older, man, like, everybody snitches at a point, somewhere along the lines. You have snitched, everybody's gotten snitched on. So, but, yeah, hopefully that little girl's not dead, and if she is, man, hopefully they get whoever done did it. R.I.P. whoever that body is. We shall see what we shall see, I guess. Yeah, man. Developing news. So it's national news? Yeah. Yeah, it's been going on the national news for the last uh, week or so. But I always love that, too. You know, a young white girl goes missing, man. Everybody's on the case. I want to be, I'd be more excited if it was like the young, hot Filipino chick went missing. I'd be like, ooh. Nobody would care, man. That's the I'd problem. Is like you hear I about like Filipino chicks. you hear about the young white girl getting kidnapped ten times over any other any other ethnic kidnapping. Because the people in charge of the news usually the, a pretty white girl pulls in a lot more viewers, unfortunately, than a pretty black girl. Yeah. And I don't know why the fuck that is, but because there's more older white people that are in charge. They're like, oh, that oh. could be my daughter, or yes, my granddaughter, probably. So they have that whole thing. So here's here's my advice, uh, media and news. Diversify your shit. If you want to start covering the news, don't just cover the stories you want to fucking cover. Tell them all. I agree. But we're on a roll here, man. Only 13 minutes in. We're rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? Rolling, 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 rolling. Come on! It's just one of those days you don't want to wake up. Everybody sucks. You don't give a motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Shout I, out Limp Biscuit. I did all you for the you nookie. You want to testify? <laughs> Generation X, Generation Strange. <laughs> Ripping someone's head off. <laughs> Our generation. Limp Biscuit was pretty cool when he came out. And then he just faded out because Eminem came up over and beat him up. <laughs> Eminem just came and ripped all the other white rappers from Detroit's face off. Yeah, he went fucking alpha male on the white rapper. He went, he went Goku on all of them. He pissed on fucking uh, Insane Clown Posse, and he bitch slapped up fucking... Uh, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, yeah. and fucking... Uh, he, he told uh, Kid Rock to suck a dick. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, Kid Rock actually has him on a song when he was really young out of Detroit. Um, I think it was like one of his first radio songs that he ever was on. This was the 90s. Probably the 90s. Uh, late 90s, yeah. yeah. This was uh, when Ba to the Ba was real big. It was 2000. Yeah, it's late 90s. Uh, other happy national news. Uh, the Kobe Bryant death that happened when the aircraft with him, Wait, daughter, what? and seven other people. Trevor, what are you, wait, what are you telling me? Hold on, hold on. Where's Kobe Bryant at? Uh, he's uh, not around anymore, but do you know... What? Why? Where'd he go? He uh he got he got recruited by Satan you know because he was starting up a, a league. <laughs> he balled out on yeah. God. <laughs> he balled out on God. And uh, <laughs> Satan's gonna kill off Michael Jordan next. He yeah. needs a squad. He needs a tune he squad. Needs a, he needs a tune squad. It's, it's Space Jam three. <laughs> Space Jam Satan. three. No LeBron James. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. Uh, I remember hearing about this. Kobe's wife just got a settlement from I think the county of L.A. or yeah, something like law that. Law enforcement because they California. Was, yeah, the, the L.A. County like, uh, sheriffs and law enforcement because they were sharing photos improperly of like, look at these dead-ass motherfuckers. Pretty not much. even. They were like, look at Kobe Bryant's plane crash or uh, helicopter crash. They took photos and then they went and they showed people um, they before them. the family even yeah. you know knew what was up. It was that was the fucked up thing about that whole situation is the media knew what was happening before the family even knew what was happening. 
That's pretty fucking crazy. And I don't know, man. It's I got a problem with the media the way it is today because they only fucking cover what they want to and then they make people's tragic moments is particularly fucking uh, money for them. Yeah. You know. Like you see like someone crying because her son was brutally murdered and all of a sudden everyone sees it like damn. Yeah. It's rough. I have some uh, positive news. What's the positive stuff? Uh, The fight promotion UFC a new welterweight champion uh, Jamaican born English raised Leon Edwards defeated the massive massive heavy favorite who's Kamaru Usman who's been the pound for pound champion for the last year and it was one of the big biggest upsets the last 54 seconds of the last round round five Leon Edwards did a perfect head kick and knocked out a guy who was undefeated and the best you want to know and the- it, it's fucking cra- it's cra- it's causing a huge fucking upset. upset like Dana White everyone's like what the fuck like they were already planning Kamaro's next big fight yep. and this this threw a wrench in yep. all the big wigs plans and I the dude's a good dude that fucking struggled for years the pandemic he just had all this upset, and his nickname was Rocky, and this dude had, like, the most... Rocky, Rocky, They played the theme song Rocky. as he was celebrating. They played it. So it was a good, like, feel-good moment, and he, like, called his family. I still like, get I jacked it. up when I see the first Rocky, yeah. when he's getting up in the morning, and he starts cracking eggs into a fucking cup. Or when he goes to the meat freezing plant and, like, hits on the... Well, that, on- that scene, I think... It was added later in the film, but like that realness of him getting up in the morning, he looked tired. I don't know if he was really tired, but he cracks like two or three eggs. Oh, I've seen them. And then he just yeah. drinks it straight back. And Ugh. I'm like, there's no acting to that. That's that's a man drinking three eggs in the oh, morning. 76. No, he did that. Yeah. That was really it. <laughs> and uh, you can just see him gulp it down, and then uh, he starts to get ready to train. He, he gets uh, ready to. Uh, go outside and start running. Cold as fuck. It's yep. out in the winter time. Winter time in, in, in Philly. And, yeah, so it's cold. He's out running, and, and he's just a regular dude that's barely getting by, and he fucking. He's an ex bouncer, or not an ex bouncer. He's an ex enforcer for yeah. the fucking mafia. mafia. Yeah. You know, and he was like a low level enforcer. He wasn't anybody to anything. He was just a boxer that could you know rough a couple guys up around. He'd go to like the shipping, the the shipyards and the factories yep. and like the construction sites, the, yep. the poor industrial part he, of town. You owed somebody fifty bucks, and he showed up, and he yeah. was like, "You're gonna give me the fifty bucks, or I'm gonna fuck you up." You know? Yeah, and he, but he's like, "I don't want to do it." But it's how I pay my bills for my place. If I don't do it, I'm, I'm on gonna the be in the same boat as you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, Rocky was a great movie, um, but that is crazy. And you want to know something nuts about UFC, and I know that you love it particularly. The moment that UFC got killed for me, the moment, and I know the moment, because when I heard about it, I was just like, no. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. It's too aggravating. What's the moment? Was when Anderson Silva's leg got smashed in by that dude, Chris Weidman, by a crazy leg kick, a wild leg kick that he was. Well, he Anderson was, Silva did the kick. Yeah, Chris Weidman he simply met blocked him. it. He blocked he met it. him. He blocked it with a hip twist. I've yep. seen it. And uh, Anderson Silva just shattered his leg, and he was one of the best fighters I had ever seen. Yeah, he had the him longest. and George St. Pierre, those those two. Yeah, this and guy Uriah is, Faber. Uriah Faber was a crazy. I actually one got too. to meet Uriah Faber because he was from Sacramento. Yeah, and when I was high school, yeah, crazy wrestling, wrestler. Yeah, when I was a high senior, my and I was wrestling the one fifty one weight class. He showed up to our. We were doing a weekend long wrestling camp where. It was like I remember. I I won't forget this, but we used the showers. But like, as soon as classes were over Friday, 
the wrestling team had to stay the entire weekend, and we literally trained for like 12 hours. We we spent the night just sleeping in the wrestling room, and we fucking watched Vision Quest, and like some of the parents like brought us some chili and like the. But we stayed there for the entire weekend, like the whole time, and yeah. then. Uriah Favor showed up mm-hmm. and fucking did a clinic, and he kept using me. He he for, he kept picking me as someone to like practice kept beating on. up on you. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that dude was like five five, hundred and forty five pounds, but he was one of the strongest dudes I've ever like dealt with. Like, yeah, he 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 challenged the uh, our coach, who was like a two hundred and sixty five pound big Mexican dude. Yeah, who was a good wrestler. Just he had played football, college ball for uh, for uh, Boise State. Like he was yeah. he was a big bad dude. And he he got challenged by your favor, and your favor grabbed him and threw him, yeah. and fucked him up. And we were like, we had never seen one fuck up a coach <laughs> like that. But yeah, he was just a cool dude. He gave us he gave us free gear, and he was just a great dude. So I got a great story about when I was uh, in wrestling. They used to bring other teams over to wrestle with us, mm-hmm. uh, friends of the coaches and stuff like that. My uh, wrestling coach in, in high school was an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, that's and so he had a bunch of friends uh, at the other schools that were also wrestling coaches that uh, all, you know, tried to just build the good wrestling community. Um, but there was this one coach from Plantation, I think it was, and he was this giant big black guy. He must have been uh, six foot one. You know, he's, he's pretty tall. And he was, uh, you know, like 350 pounds. Humongous dude. But solid muscle. I swear to God, like, he had a big gut. Yeah. He had a big gut. But, dude, seeing this guy move was like lightning. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. It's like watching a heavyweight move like a welterweight or something. Really, really fast. And uh, I got to wrestle him a few times, and he was really great. Uh, He must have been in his uh, late 30s or early 40s. But I remembered that dude in particular because I was like, he's such a big guy. How does he move that quickly? And I saw it a lot more as I got uh, into watching um, like state competitions. In the state competitions, especially in heavyweight and 215, you don't see as much speed, but the guys that have it at that weight class, they dominate, man. Yeah. The speed in, in a heavyweight competition is the ultimatum. Like. Oh, it, yeah. it always makes or breaks a wrestler or Daniel a fighter. Daniel Cormier for a period was the was the heavyweight and lightweight head champion because he was Olympian, and he used that even though he was smaller than all the other heavyweights, he was able to use it to his advantage. It's pretty crazy. And that was something I had to figure out because I always got on that line of heavyweight and two fifteen. Mm. If you don't know in high school wrestling, there is a humongous gap. At the end of weight classes, I think it's 65 pounds or something. Yeah. Um, which happens in none of the other weight classes. The other weight classes are 15 to 20 pounds or I something. I know, 215 and the ones you're over your heavyweight. Yeah. That can fucking go all the way to like 300. Yeah, and my pounds. biggest issue is I was usually coming off of football, which I was like 250 pounds when I was uh, playing football. So I'd have to drop 30 to 40 pounds almost oh, yeah. in a couple of months to yeah. get ready. It was such a thing, and I'd always end up about two twenty-five. You know, like I could never. I, I got down to two ten once. You were you were but, a lighter guy for heavyweight. Yes. Yeah. So I had to learn instead of being stronger than all these other dudes that were. Yes, I had to learn technique and I had to learn speed, and that's how I learned how to beat up on bigger dudes than me. There you go. I, uh, next thing, sweaty science of sweating. Sweat science. I like it. 
So this one I haven't recently looked up a lot of stuff on it, but I mean it's your skin's way of keeping itself cool, regulating your your body core temperature so you don't overheat and die. Similar right. to pigs, pigs have this too. The epidermis is pretty crazy and it's able to moisturize all this excess heat and then send it off through your pores. And if you have clogged pores, it can cause issues. So that's why I've I've heard about even like co-workers like these ladies that try to cover up their skin with makeup. Sure. They've talked about how they've had issues where their, their sweat just gets all crazy afterwards because their, their pores have been blocked. And yeah. But their skin's trying to sweat. It's trying to do what naturally. Yeah, is. but they're not. But they're. But for whatever reason, they decide they want their face to look good. But then it's funny is, I've seen chicks where if they sweat too hard and their pores are blocked, their makeup starts to melt. So yeah. it looks like their face is melting. Like they literally, yeah. like at one point they look like they have Joker, where you know half the the makeup face is like, yeah, and you're like, right. oh shit. <laughs> Like, there's this uh, hot blonde secretary I work with, and she's been doing that in the heat, and it's caused part of her face to, like, look like it's melting. And I, I looked at her, and she's like, don't say anything. Like, <laughs> okay. Right. Women are so touchy. Yeah. Here, here's something. I'm like, you're working in the heat. What Who are you gives doing? a fuck? What are you doing? Stop trying to look pretty. You look pretty <laughs> enough. I, I need to. I no. need to. No, yeah. that's your ego. That's your ego. That's your ego. Great point. Great point. Got it, um, so check this out. There was a girl. Once upon a time, I worked at a fucking uh, car wash at a casino, which was a crazy ordeal. We used to wash these like hundred thousand dollar cars, and the car washes themselves were like a hundred bucks or so. Damn! But the dudes that were doing them, me Damn. and like two other guys, were getting paid like way less. 12, 13 bucks yeah. an hour. We're gonna pay the minimum. And we weren't getting any of the tips. No, oh. that that was going to all the girls that that got the car washes. So we were we were working for nothing pretty much, and we were getting our asses kicked all the time. Yeah. But there was a, a bonus uh, to having a lot of hot girls come around. You're at a casino. Um, oh, just there's a car wash at the casino. At the casino, the Hollywood uh, Hard Rock. That's where you worked at. Yeah, it's oh, it was one shit. of the biggest. It is one of the biggest casinos in the country. You talked about it. It's yeah. uh, one of the biggest in Florida for sure. Did you say it's a Seminole Reservation? Yep. 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 Um, so See, I worked I'm there in Florida shit. Yep. So I worked there and there was this gal who was really cute that would come around a lot. Um, and we talked a few times and one day I asked her why she wore so much makeup. Like I thought naturally she was just a pretty girl. She didn't need to have a bunch of makeup on. And this has happened to me twice in my life. It's happened to me two times. You say this to a girl with all the best intentions and they take it in their own crazy direction and they're immediately like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You don't think, you know, like you can't tell me how to wear my thing. And I'm like, yo, your face looks fucking retarded. You look retarded having this argument with me. And they're just like, you're a terrible human. You don't know the struggle, you fucking like, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm just telling you, you would look way better if you did it a lot lighter with the makeup. I'm talking... Foundation, eyeliner, maybe a little bit of lipstick. And there's definitely chicks that don't even need that. They're just like naturally hot enough. They're yeah. out there. And and you know when when we say this, women don't take offense to it, but we think that makeups no makeups especially for a man, like we don't see the appeal as much. Yeah, especially if you're a straight man, like you're raised, but like you don't. On the other okay. hand, here's here's the other hand. Okay. You know, you ever see a chick when she is all done up? She's ready to go out and have a good time. All the makeup, all the stuff, it makes sense. 
Yeah, she it goes It makes from, sense. Like, I've known that where chicks go from like a six to a nine. Yeah, yeah. You, you take a girl that works hard all day long in the sun and never wears makeup, and you throw some makeup on her and you shower her up real good, throw a nice dress on her and some heels. Woo. You could charge her. You could charge her as an escort for... Hundred bucks an hour. There you go. Let's see where Trevor's mind's at. Uh, the Bible. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, I got another crazy story that happened at work today. Okay, now I was gonna have you do your movie review. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So here's another crazy uh, thing that happened at my job today. Fucking, while I was uh, getting out of the bathroom from taking a shit, actually, it was nice to sit down for a moment. Yeah. And then I got up and I'm walking out and there's all these people like, Chris, come, Chris, Chris, get over here. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Is there a fight outside? And so I go out there and there's these two homeless dudes and they're not fighting, but they're arguing. I guess they had just uh, had a disagreement. And they're in the park, your parking lot? They were on the back side of the building, right where our donation center is. Uh-huh. So there's a gap. There's a blackberry bush that runs the whole length of it and a couple trees. And then there's the wall for the back of our building. And there's a gap where everybody just kind of walks through. It's a little walkway. Okay. Um, But the homeless people use it to just get by, and I'm always fine with that. But sometimes they linger and they fuck around and start doing drugs out there. Mm. So this young kid's been coming around the last couple days. He's uh, like 22 or 23. He's all fucking hooked on meth. Um, And this other guy, he's a normal homeless guy that's around there too. Well, apparently, uh, when I got out there, I was with my uh, other manager... The one homeless guy had stolen the other homeless guy's basket and shit because it was his the other day. So I guess this dude took his shit and he was getting his shit back. So the guy that was tweaking out's the young street, kid. Street justice. Yeah, the yeah. guy that was tweaking out was the young kid. And we were just like, bro, you got to go, man. You're fucking tweaking. You're, you're all over the place. You're acting crazy. So he, he goes through the motions of being like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And then he, he stays, and we're like, dude, get out of here. You got to go. And he goes, all right, I'm leaving. He walks like 10 to 15 feet, and he starts having like a complete meltdown. He just starts throwing shit and flipping out and fucking cursing, and he starts swearing, and he starts saying, I am God. Don't you know? I'll bring wrath upon you. And then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm the devil, too. I'm all of them. You know? And he's just like, he's flipping out. And I go up to him again. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here. You're about to have a problem. You know, I'm just pissed off at this point. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. You know, like he calms right back down. And now he walks maybe 30 feet, you know, maybe 40. He's almost to the end. He's, you know, like 50 or 20 feet from the end. So he stops again and starts having another meltdown because now there's distance. And he starts just letting loose. Uh, he's pissed off at the world probably. But he just needed somebody to scream at. So I was like far enough back. I had a knife in my back pocket. I wasn't afraid of him. So I was like, I'll just stand here. Make sure he doesn't come back and let him fucking get it out. You know, let him scream a little bit. And just hearing him go on about somebody broke up with him. That was one thing. There's a girl behind it. Of course. Um, You know, he was pissed off that I guess his mom kicked him out. Um, He was pissed off that this dude stole his shit that he stole from him. Um, and he just wanted to get some frustration out. So I was like, I'll be your vent, man. Fucking yell at me. I don't care. And he sat there for about 20 minutes screaming um, and uh, flipping me off and calling me names. And eventually, he just kind of calmed down and walked away. But, yeah. you know, the problem resolved itself. But I think it's such a weird thing that, you know, he's a young kid, man. And he is just in a bad way right now. Um and it happens to a lot of these kids out here in Eugene. 
they come out here from California. They come out here from all states. And, you know, they come out here for uh, a different life, something I came out here for as well. But they, they get lost in the drugs, man. They get lost in the drugs and the wave of homelessness. And it's sad to watch, man, because, you know, this could be anybody's son. This could be your son, my son. This is a young kid. He, he has his whole life in that, ahead of him. But right now, he's just in no condition to be helped. Um, maybe he just needs somebody to talk to. And that's why I felt like I was like, just scream at me, man. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't hurt me none. It's very good of you. But. Yeah. Did a good thing, Chris. Did life's tough, thing. man. Life's tough on the streets. I've been homeless. Yeah. I've been nice. fucked up before, not on meth or drugs like that, but I've been wasted and fucking depressed, you yeah. know, and. Shit goes through your head, man. Sometimes you just need a friend. I've been there, too, and it is rough. Yeah. So be good to people out there, man. You never know what they're going through. And it could um, be you someday. And it could be you someday, 100%, man. Shit happens. But, I mean, if, if someone is trying to harm you or someone, do what you got to do. But if they just need to yell, just let them yell. Yeah, maybe just getting it off their chest or screaming yeah. about something will give them a moment to, to think, you know? Sometimes you just need to get it out. Oh. That brings me, I guess, to my story, which uh, last Friday, when I was on the bus early in the morning, my uh, 7 to 7.30 bus ride, west end of town, we, we had uh, gone past the library, we were like right in the middle of downtown, and this dude got on, and I instantly knew he was trouble because he had his sweatpants on backwards of his pockets out, and he's grabbed them, and he had crazy, like... Uh, the, the the professor from Back to the Future, Doc Brown hair. Christopher I, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. And I could tell he was like, he was our age. Like he was literally our age. And he, younger. I, he, maybe a little younger. It's hard to tell sometimes. Drugs make, make guessing age hard. Drugs make you age quick. Real quick. And uh, especially doing drugs on the streets. But he, he was obviously in a, in a certain mood. And he got on and he instantly started to do this dance like he was... One of the inflatable people at the car dealership where they have a, um, they just he's a promotional inflatable. In promotional inflatable, where they have literally just like a, a giant fan just underneath keeping this thing upright, and he was just keeping his legs almost perfectly still, but just scooting along. But he was doing this crazy, just bobbing his his torso around like not in a natural sort of way, but just fucking violent. So crazy guy got on the bus, and he goes by and he sees this other. He's like, hey man. You're gonna need this, and he fucking tosses to this random dude sitting by me a, a pack of fresh cigarettes and a lighter. And this dude didn't know him at all. I was like, "Thanks, I guess." Appreciate it. And he kept going and walked right by me. I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I put my book down. I was like, "I'm gonna have to defend myself." So I got in this, kind of got ready, and he just like brushed his his hand against my chest and kept going. Like, all right. And then, <laughs> Trevor got felt up by almost dude. <laughs> hey, it didn't hurt me. He just rubbed my titties. So anyways, kept going. And then he went up to the uh, bus driver. I was sitting near the front of the bus. Went a little few more feet to the bus driver, which is separated from the rest of the bus by this, like, plexiglass sort of barrier door. Keep the, keep the guy with his pockets all turned out, that's bobbing and weaving. Dude, they have to deal. Shout out keep to them bus, out. Shout out to bus drivers, especially public shout bus drivers. Shout out public bus drivers, man. You God damn, some, you put up with some shit. Like, more than the rich people that... that, that 
make rules for your salary and the bus rules. They never have to deal with like it. Bus they have no idea the amount of shit that bus, bus drivers, drivers, people that take the bus every day, have catch to deal with. so much shit. Like, like more than threats. teachers, probably more than cops. Because they have to deal with the crazy public. They have to deal with the public all the, all the time. And most of the people, unfortunately, that ride the bus, sorry, Trevor, they're lower income pieces of shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, you're not a piece of shit. You are lower income, though. Yes. No. Bad. Boom. Bad Trevor. Bad poor Trevor. Bad Anyways. poor boy. <laughs> Anyways. So Trevor Trevor just fucking made sure this guy didn't go nuts on the bus. So, so I went up to the bus driver and then he starts doing the dance. Still the crazy thrashing dance. As Ooh. as his, as his Cars bus driver. Cars for sale. <laughs> Gets a free hot dog. Hondas. Hondas. Was he, like e, was he like E40? Ooh. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. But as we're making this big turn, like this giant right turn on the Garfield, this bus driver just, I could tell he, I looked at the guy and he like looked over, he's like, that's it. And he's like, that's it. He's like, you got to get on the bus right now. Get off. And he pulled over real quick and the bus driver is losing his mind at 7.20 in the morning. Can you blame him? No, not at all. And the guy went, the guy like gave him a sassy look. He was like, fun. And then as soon as he got off, the bus immediately pulled off right as the doors were closing. Like, this bus driver did not wait a second longer. And as he pulled away, this guy kept walking along the sidewalk parallel to us, and he gives the uh, shooting a gun. Everybody's and, getting face shot. Yeah, he Everybody's gave the face shot to shot. the bus driver, and, like, he stopped moving all crazy for a second and just stood normal and then did that and then just kept doing his crazy promotion balloon cartoon walk away. And this old guy sitting across from me is like, Yep, that guy's been on that shit. Let me tell you, you know what? If he keeps it up, he's going to be in jail by tonight, folks. He's like this older dude that's bald in his 50s. Of 50. course some old dude's calling yeah. it like it's yeah. a fucking TV show. Yeah. He's like, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure this guy's done jail time. Like, look, this guy looked like he had done some time. He's, he's an like, old timer. Yeah, he's, he's an an like, yeah, timer. he's going to be in there. He's like, I've seen it all. Seen it all. Oh, man, that's a good story. Homeless people are crazy. Fucking, uh, I got a crazy story about 7-Eleven again. Hey, uh, can we can we just pledge our allegiance, I think, to 7-Eleven as a store? They have kept us... Episode. They have episode. kept us... Yeah, we're pledging our allegiance to 7-Eleven as a store right now, this officially. Is our seven, this is our 7-Eleven tribute. Yeah, of course, because 7-Eleven as a store... Kept this has been alive. Has been our fucking, like... Grocery store. Our grocery store for the longest time, and... We are just a lower income, uh, small household that fucking we're trying to even, get by, man. Even and we're homeless, like that was a place. Seven Eleven, even in the past, it's a place you go to. So clutch. Yeah, it's really hard to beat. Decent coffee. They got donuts usually during they COVID. They have pizzas. Yes. They got fucking hot dogs. They got fucking uh, snacks. Sometimes they're a little overpriced, but you know, for a convenience store. They're open store, to the public. Slushies. And during during COVID, they were one of the few places where you could still get food and still get service when every a lot of other restaurants are also shut down. And I'll tell you something that uh, is cool about Seven Eleven, and that I will put up against any wing shop in this fucking town That's is they wings. make some pretty decent cheap wings. Um, they do. They they have these they buffalo do. wings there. You can get like ten for I think it's like fifteen bucks or something, twenty bucks. Um, but you get these giant drumsticks, man. They're fucking wings, but they're huge. And I'm just like, well, how the fuck can't most wings be like this? Like whenever I've gotten wings in this fucking town, for some reason they are the smallest uh, things they could find. 
Yeah. Fuck wings, uh, ma hot mamas. Fuck hot mamas. <laughs> yeah. No, man. I don't know. Uh, 7-Eleven's been uh, a friend to me for many years, and I'd just like to pledge our allegiance because uh, they did this thing on the bonfire where they've been talking about Wawa forever, but Wawa doesn't do shit for them. So eventually, uh, Bert Kreischer said something about Wawa, and they were immediately like all over him. Um, so uh, Big J and uh, Dan were like, we're pledging our allegiance to Sheets, which is like a northern uh, east uh, convenience. <laughs> it's, it's a gas station. No, you, you've actually, actually played it for him. Yeah, Shane Gillis is like the one that's all about Sheets, and he was trying to bring Sheets into him, but they were like, we're Wawa boys. And they had an episode recently where they're like, we're renouncing Wawa. We don't want any more Wawa stuff. We're going strictly Sheets. And I, it got me to thinking, I was like, well, what would our convenience store be? And I was like, we're 7-Eleven boys, man, if anything. Yeah. We love our 7-Eleven. We, <laughs> we hate corporations, but they're open and it's cheaper in other places. And sometimes you get lucky there. I, I hooked up with a chick that worked there one time. Hell yeah. Jewish girl, blue hair, big yep. tits. Nice. But nice. she got hooked back on meth and got fired and went absolutely crazy. She's a hooker on the streets now, but she was fun These while lasted. These happen. But I think she that, likes um, 7-Eleven was always open. I think that like in the worst moments of our life. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I like That's that. A subtle joke. Um, but like in the worst moments of your life, man, when you're sick, when you're out of food, when you're fucking just needing a beer or something, whatever. Especially, you know, even out in like rural places. Cigarettes. Even out in, out in the, I've been out in the boonies and it's like. Usually a 7-Eleven. Yeah, even a gas station. There's no nowhere else around. Like, hey, I just need to. I just need to get something to drink and some smokes and a few years ago still a payphone or yeah, something. Yeah. And that was and like if it was raining real hard you could stand under the, the structure and get out of the rain, which I've had to do too. Of course. You know, yeah. it's raining, nobody wants to get completely wet. But um yeah, shout out seven eleven, man. We we pledge our allegiance to seven eleven. And yes. uh, anybody has any other way to change us otherwise, please please uh leave a comment. And uh if you wanna Maybe phone numbers for hot single chicks that aren't too crazy. You can <laughs> Trevor, do that too. Are you trying to play a uh, matchmaker over here? Are you trying to do the, the love tester? It's Trevor's world. He needs a girl. He needs a girl that doesn't mind that. He's a piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> Anyways. So that so, was yeah. pretty good. So 7-Eleven. Oh, but I also, there's one more thing. I got a 7-Eleven story real quick. I'll make this one fast. So 30 minutes for a fucking cup of coffee. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so I went into 7-Eleven after work the other day uh, for a cup of coffee. And walking into the store, I could already tell it was busy. Uh, there was a line. There was a truck out front delivering stuff. Um, there were two girls behind the counter and maybe, you know, six or seven people in line. But I was like, eh, you know, two people, two registers. It'll go kind of quick. And I didn't realize until I got into the line with my coffee um, that something was wrong at the registers and nobody was moving. And I was like, ah, shit, what's going on? So I kind of peeped the situation because I've worked in convenience stores. And uh, so what they have at the first register is a woman with her two crazy ass kids that just won't stop running around the store um, drinking got, slushies. And she's uh, getting a slushie and ordering she, a pizza. Was she on any drugs, Chris? She could have been a meth mom, but she looked sober at the time, so I can't say. Okay. Um, she definitely looked like she had done drugs in, in her life. But uh, so the woman is paying in a coffee can a change. I mean, pennies, dimes, nickels, yeah. probably no quarters. Hell yeah. 
And she's paying for a pizza, Hopefully three no slushies. Canadian coins. I don't know. Anyways. But on the next register, you have these two uh, guys. One's a, a, a white dude that kind of looks out of place. He, he looks very like he doesn't go outside much. He plays a lot of video games. I don't know what he call those types. Uh, in invul or not invalids. Those are <laughs> dead people. Recluses. Recluses. Yeah, he, he's like a white recluse. And then he's with like this golem, precious. Yeah. And then he's with this really hood-looking black dude with a do rag on and drugs. a wife beater. Their connection. That's drugs. that's the only two things I could put together was either they're an extremely awkward gay couple, or drugs. Probably <laughs> the drugs. Only two things I could drugs. Put. Probably drugs. So I was like, all right. So what is these guys deal? Random people together. It does. Yes. So one guy is the white guy is trying to pay for some stuff on his phone with an app. Uh, you know, you have the card, mm -hmm. you have the app on your phone. You scan can pay the phone the scan. over, over it. Yeah, it's not working for him. He keeps yeah, trying yeah. it, um, and it's just not working. So he's getting frustrated, and he's trying to find other ways to pay and stuff. Um, so the line's not moving at all. So I'm just sipping my coffee, and I'm like, yeah, it'll take a little bit. As this is happening. Like seven more people walk in. So now we got like 14 people in the store. Everybody's grabbing shit and everybody's getting in line. And so I'm just watching the line pile up and I'm like, oh, wow, it's gotten busy. And uh, people are still walking in and leaving kind of. They're like seeing how busy it is and then walking back out. And there's a guy that comes in at a point and he goes, what's going on in here? And he just throws some money on the counter and he leaves. He's just trying to pay so that you know the world can move forward, I suppose. And it was pretty funny because the white dude didn't accept the money. And he was like, no, I have money. And then the, the meth mom, she was like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> you know? So the meth mom gets the money. She pays for all of her shit with the cash. She then instructs her kids to grab all the change back. Right. So instead of putting it in the coffee can, it's these two kids. One's maybe five and the other one's got to be four or three. It's a girl and a boy, and they are just shoving. The girl's got a dress. They're shoving a ton of change on her dress like she's holding it up. And the little boy is walking around in swimming shorts with uh, pockets full of change. And they're walking around the store, and they're, they're drinking their slushies and refilling them, but they're dropping change all over the ground. <laughs> it's the weirdest sight. And eventually the, the gay drug-dealing couple, they leave. <laughs> That's what I would call them. Okay. And then uh, what I realized is the other girl behind the register is brand new. She had, she knows nothing oh, of what she's shit. doing. The one girl has been there two weeks, three weeks, so she's fairly new. I like the employee staff rundown God by Chris. Damn it, dude! <laughs> I know these people because I visit this particular Seven Eleven frequently. Um, but something's going wrong at the registers. Ah. It's taking. A long time to get my coffee so i just come up with the idea if i finish this coffee before i get the register i'm just out of there that's the way it works if you finish your drink before you're taken care of that's america folks i think if it's in your belly you can't you can't prosecute <laughs> so <laughs> um is that what uh, jeffrey Dahmer's gonna tell people hey it's in my belly you can't prosecute the woman that has the kids is yelling at her kids to get over here get over here and eventually she just goes i'll be back for my pizza you know, and they're like, yeah, thank you, please. And so she fucking leaves and the line moves forward. Maybe four more people come in. So there's got to be 20 people on this line wrapped around the entire store. And I'm just like, I just want my coffee. <laughs> I walk into the register and I needed cigarettes. She goes, anything else for you? I was like, no, coffee. And she goes, is that going to be cash or card? I'm like, cash. And she's just like, 20? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I just wanted so badly to get out of the situation. Ah! 
And the second I got out of the door, after it was all said and done, I was just like, what the fuck was I just in? What, what just happened in there? I looked at the time. It was like 7.10. I get out of work at 6.45 or 6.15. Oh, it was a little over fucking, you know, 30 minutes. I was wondering what coffee. happened to you. I'm like, did, did Chris get half Did I die? Fight? Did you have to fight another crazy, crazy messed out dude in front and, of a 7-Eleven again? And or? even with all that craziness, I still went to that 7-Eleven today for some more coffee. <laughs> Not it was bad. busy again, but it wasn't as that bad. There you go. So that's my 7-Eleven love and hate story. <laughs> there you go. What you got, Trevor? You got another thing? I'll move on here. Uh, you Moving got, on up. You have a movie review. Um, oh, yeah. I got the documentary. show. Yeah, I was watching recently. Um, uh, it's a documentary series that they do, and it's kind of called, like, uh, what was it? Uh, ben- Britain's, Britain's Benefits. Britain, only Humans Channel, then ben- Brit- Benefits Britain. Benefits Britain. Season 2, Episode 6. Yeah. About the and, goal. And it's basically about the people in uh, the United Kingdom. Well, I guess it's not a part of the United Kingdom anymore. England, London, uh, that general area. That's, that's England. That's UK. Yeah, England. Um, well, I, I hate how they, they disband from the UK and all that political bullshit. If you're in uh, England, you're still a part of the UK. I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> now, Ireland's apart from it now, but Northern Ireland still wants to Ireland and it. Scotland are their own entities. Yeah. If you, you cannot compare Ireland and Scotland to anything else because they're not fucking landlocked. And then yeah. you have... Well, it's, it's all an island. And then yeah. you have Wales, too. But yeah. yeah. Anywho... The documentary series that I've been watching is really interesting, and it's about uh, English people that live on the dole system or the benefit system uh, of the, the United of or the of the United system. Kingdom. Yeah, um, and basically they just give people uh, an allotted amount of money per week so that they can feed their children, uh, pay for certain things like rent, um, and it's basically people that can't work. Um, but what, what they have in this series is a lot of younger people and a lot of people that are capable of working that just choose not to. Yeah. And in the UK, in London in particular, healthcare is taken care of, education up to a degree is taken care of. Um, you know, they, they don't have it terrible over there. Um, a it's a developed socialist. nation. A little more socialist than we're at. A little bit, but... You know, that, that really doesn't have anything to do with, I think, their benefit system. But I think just like anything that's good, people will find a way to abuse it. Yeah. You know, and then we do it the same thing in America. I, I've told you the story about the woman who used to go buy crab legs and steaks and roll off in a, a Escalade on brand new 22s. Uh, and she was paying with an EBT card every time. She had like five kids. Damn. So, yeah, the state gives you money for kids, but you're not supposed to spend it on fancy shit. People are supposed to feed them. Anywho, um, there's a lot of cracks in the system, but I think young people just not wanting to work—that's a really—that's a really fucked up thing. We need to we need to kind of discover, you know, why do young people just not want to work? Um, I know that because we're both young adults that work full time, physical yeah, jobs. Of course, because we were taught like that's what you do. You have to. If you don't work a job and you don't provide money for yourself, some sort of income, you'll die. <laughs> Unless, Especially as an adult. Unless you do travel around, and I've done that too before, you can definitely travel around and get by. Well, you can travel and get by, but I mean, that's no life, you know? I mean, it is a life, but it's an alternative that most it's a people, hobo life. <laughs> which 
you can do, like travel transit. Do anything you want. But there gets to a point where people get old enough that where if they don't die or something else happens, go to prison for a long term. You're 75, still riding the rails. Yeah. You might have made a mistake somewhere along the lines. There, there is a point for a lot of people that are like, all right, I should have a adorable life. Maybe have one address. Have a regular job. All you need is one one bad night on the streets or one bad night in a fucking dark alley with a bunch of people, and yeah. uh, you'll be rethinking living on the streets pretty fast. Or you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, uh, you know, a lot of the people don't have to worry about that in England as much because they're uh, set up pretty well financially, at least when it comes to Medicaid or with Medicare or with healthcare, let's say. They're more socialist. And, yeah, and uh, food. Like, they're not letting everybody starve in that country to death. Um, There are hungry people, don't get it wrong, but it's not Africa. It's not South America. Um, So, you know, people, stop being fucking lazy. Get up off your ass if you can get a job. Please go get a job. True. People are trying to be cool now. No, fuck being cool, man. Stop trying to be a TikTok star and an Instagram model. Go get a job and, and fucking start a family and be normal. Even if it's at 7-Eleven, maybe? Whatever you got to do to get by, baby. You can do all that side hustle shit when you're fucking stable. You know, stop trying to live off of fucking the, the system and try to chase your dreams. What kind of rapper do you have is like, yeah, I was on EBT forever. Oh, yeah, Josh. Anyways. Shout out people that uh, don't want to work and just want to become rappers. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. You non-skilled motherfuckers. <laughs> moving on, we got, I got my album review. Do it. And my album review is pretty awesome. It is about a uh, folk punk band called um, Blackbird Rom. Okay. It's Blackbird like the bird and then Rom is R-A-U-M. Right. And they've been a uh, folk punk band for probably the last 10 years. Actually longer, 15 plus years, because the album is called Swidden, S-W-I-D-D-E-N, kind of like a cake. And it's from 2008. And it's the year I graduated high school, so it's been around a while. And it's definitely a, it definitely uses like folk, folk elements like polka and bluegrass. And then they mix it with like hardcore punk and even black metal. And the song I recommend for everybody to listen to is called Witches. It's like, you know, witches that cast spells and do all those things. And hey, check it out. It's, the album's probably like 45 minutes. What was the name um, one more time? Uh, the band is called Blackbird Rom. Blackbird Rom. The album's called Swidden. Swidden. And then the name of the song is Witches. Witch woman. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Hell yeah! Review, it's it's good. How many how many albums out of your uh, album review would you give it? Effort, Ten since, records since or one since record? Since we're talking folk punk, I would say uh, how many uh, banjos with with uh, punk rock stickers on there? I would say probably probably like eight out of ten punk band covered banjos. I'd say. Hell yeah. yeah. Eight out of ten, baby. I likes it. Then uh, we got History of the Crescent Wrench real quick. Do it, man. History of the Crescent Wrench. Some dude named John Crescent. <laughs> well, the fish, the guy that officially gets credit for it, name was Edwin Beard Budding. And it was, he was an English engineer. He got credit for it in the 1880s. 
but then an American with the last name of Crescent, he was also an engineer. He's the one that started the company that everyone associates kind of like Kleenex isn't actually called Kleenex is the brand name, but it's yeah. a tissue. Same thing with Crescent. That was just Well, that's very name. American of him. You know, we like to steal a lot of things from other people, Trevor, and so then call it our own. <laughs> yeah. But Except it, for a Ford. Ford adjust, well, the, the official name is called an adjustable wrench because you do have Crescent wrenches aren't Crescent Company, so you'd call them an adjustable wrench if you're in the U.S. Shout out to Henry Ford, man, for fucking making the assembly line. That's a, that's a crazy thing. Yes. <laughs> things. But if you're in Australia, the Crest Wrench is called a shifting spanner. And if you're in the UK, it's called an adjustable spanner. <sighs> By the way, folks, Metro Crest Wrenches, they don't exist. So if some old guy asks for it, <laughs> tell him the fuck off. <laughs> Trevor had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> no, I've seen it happen to other people. I've seen yeah. it happen. Yeah, Crest Wrenches, they're meant for uh, different screws, generally like the hexagonal screws. Bolts. Adjustable crescent wrench is really awesome. They are pretty nice. But yeah, the three parts generally is you have the movable jaw portion, and then you have... Oh yeah, no, we're talking about the adjustable. Yes. And then, and then we have the fixed jaw, which is the rest of it that's all. Mm -hmm. And then you have the worm screw, which is the actual yeah. screw that, the screw used, to that adjust you used to adjust the length. The movable from the non-movable. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. It's been used... It's used every day in not only trade trade jobs, but just fixing daily things. I they're use them pretty frequently to fuck with bolts on my job. Yeah, I do too. It's, they're a useful and common thing that people don't think about enough, probably. And I think uh, that a lot of the times when you're using a tool, you don't always appreciate how much that tool had to go through in like development and and processing when it got manufactured and, it got shipped like yeah. the life of a, a life of a tool like it go it deals with all kinds of, it and gets, then it gets thrown around all the yeah. time and then it ends up with you and usually if you're pretty good at keeping your tools most most people are okay at doing it but if you're good at keeping your tools a good tool can last you 20 years 30 years maybe yeah. like you're you're officially supposed to grease the the worm Worm screw every now and again. Well, that's maintenance. That's maintenance. Well, that's part of keeping it. Yeah. You know, but... I, oh, I got a cool crescent wrench story. So there was an adjustable crescent wrench uh, on both sides of this one. And my brother... Uh, it was covered in rust. It was pretty far gone. And I was going to throw it out. I was like, yeah, it's fucking... It's old and it's beaten. And he's like, no, nah, don't throw it out. And so what he did was he took uh, a little bit of wire to it. And he cleaned it up a little bit. And he took uh, the rust off. And then he soaked it in motor oil yep. for like a day. And then he took it back out and he cleaned it back up and he, he uh, you know, he, he brushed it a lot. Put it back in the motor oil, brought it back out, cleaned it up even more. And then he uh, made sure everything worked on it, gave it to me as a gift. And that was the crescent wrench that got stolen out of my truck that was in my toolbox. These motherfuckers. Ah, I hate Eugene sometimes. <laughs> Oh, does work for taking rust off too. Yeah, shout out. Uh, I didn't get to a couple topics, but shout out James Hong. He's an awesome fucking uh, uh, Chinese American actor. He's been in so many cool things. Uh, Zach Brown Band. Check out uh, Free and Into the. I really love listening to. I turned Trevor onto it. Um, the South Park 25th concert was uh, recently. You can check that out on YouTube if you want. Uh, there's a lot of cool uh, South Park songs that get played uh, with Matt and uh, Trey live. And Primus. Yeah, Primus live. 
Um, but yeah, Trevor, you want to go ahead and start rapping, man? We got about you know a minute or two. Yeah, I guess also shout out to uh, folks that have nightmares like me on a regular basis. Oh, Trevor has a nightmare story. Yeah, I just on a regular basis, it's like I'm getting chased under a, a church, or I'm in some sort of. Or this last night it was I was in the Vietnam War. The time before that, it's I was in a zombie apocalypse, and like it's some like very graphic. Real shit, and you wake up, and it takes you a few minutes. To like, oh, you should look into your dreams, man. There's a lot of science behind what your dreams mean. Yeah, that it's definitely a thing when you're a, an artistic, creative person. Crazy dreams sometimes are associated with that. So, you're a troubled artist, bro. I know yes. it. Yes, your trouble is you need pussy. It's <laughs> been a minute. <laughs> very true grab your guitar grab your pussy getter and play play a sweet tune so that we can tell these people to have a great day yeah so uh like and subscribe guys to two lonely boys in a canoe podcast we're working on a lot of crazy behind the scenes shit but we'd love you to like and subscribe if you could and check us out check out the earlier episodes this one is going to be 33 i believe yep all right so trevor hook it up Folks, that's been Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe. We will catch you Thursday. Next Thursday, by the way. Thursday. We got episodes up to episode 32 posted. So check yep. them out. Go check out the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. We will get you at, at, get at you next time. Trevor, anything else? As always, remember to uh, piss your waitresses and tip your urinals. Stay funky fresh, y'all. <laughs>